listening. Our um, first reading is Luke 1, 26 to 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month, for the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth and Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. The third reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 16. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. 
Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who is born King of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard it, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he asked them where the Christ would be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For this is what is written through the prophet, You, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are in no way least among the princes of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a governor, who shall shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the wise men, and learned from them exactly what time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. When you have found him, bring me word, so that I also may come and worship him. They, having heard the king, went their way, and behold, the star which they saw in the east went before them until it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. They came into the house and saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Opening their treasures, they offered to him gifts, gold, frankincense and myrrh. Well, we've listened to a reasonable number of readings this evening. We've sung a lot of carols. You're in good voice. It's been great. And these readings and these carols have told us something about the story of that very first Christmas, of how it came to be. And as we've listened, we can begin to see maybe some of the ways people reacted to God, to his actions, and especially to God arriving in the form of Jesus. And some of these reactions, I think, mirror many that people might have today towards God. They're founded maybe in the same kind of emotions. Fear, threat, disbelief, misunderstanding. I, I find people's reactions and responses to things quite interesting to watch. I like a bit of people watching, do you? I'm the person who'll fight you for the table by the window in the cafe because it's good to be able to have your coffee and just people watch. This is probably why I also like watching things on TV like I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Who's been watching that? Good, because it was too late for me to rewrite my talk. <laughs> for those of you who don't, kind of where have you been, but for those of you who don't, the general idea is that a group of celebrities, and I use that word quite loosely because I usually have to look up who they are, some of them, because I don't quite know. My kid says that's my age, but I really don't think it is. Um, this group of celebrities, they are selected and they're flown to Australia and then they're dropped in the middle of a rainforest. And then they have to, to live together as a little community. 
They have to work together on various tasks to receive tokens that can be exchanged for food and for treats for the whole group. And some of these tasks, I think, seem quite easy. Some of them look like fun, but some are really awful. I mean, really awful. They involve walking out on a plank 300 foot up in the air, eating bush tucker nasty stuff, uh, being covered with creepy, crawly, ratty, snaky things, and of course, lots of guts and gore and all of that. The thing is, at any moment in these tasks, when the fear or the discomfort, the pain, or just the horror gets too much for any of these celebrities, all they have to say is, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And then the torturous thing just stops and they're pulled out and they probably still get their money. I don't know. But the thing they don't like is stopped immediately and they just get pulled out completely. Now, what makes this interesting for me, this I'm a celebrity stuff, is, is how the opinions and the reactions between the campmates and towards them from the viewing public can change. Because you see, some of these people, they get dropped into the jungle with one another. They really, they really know nothing about each other. All they know is probably like us, what they've seen in the media about these other people. But stripped of access to wardrobe, hairdressers, makeup, spin doctors, all that sort of stuff, some of them really do look as awful as I do first thing in the morning. And some of those who I thought were all right and I quite liked have the most uncouth and disgusting habits and I really go off them. And some that I think are horrible, I actually think, well, they seem quite nice. You see, stripped of all the celebrity that surrounds them just in everyday life, they're presented to us warts and all. And maybe in ways that we can begin to see the truth of who they are and feel, we feel as though we might know them a little bit more. And it's at Christmas that I believe God does a very similar thing for each one of us. Stripped of everything that shrouds God in mystery and makes him seem quite distant and irrelevant and unconcerned with anything to do with us, God comes to us in Jesus as one of us. And that's what Emmanuel, one of the names of Jesus, means. God with us. Jesus came to this earth and he lived as a human being. He was born not into some beautiful palace, but into poverty in a stable. Because there are no depths to which he will not reach out to be with you. And at any moment in his life, Jesus could have said, I'm God, get me out of here. But he didn't, because he loves you. When he was misunderstood by his parents when he had to put up with quarreling and disbelieving friends, disciples, when he wept at the grave of his friend Lazarus, when he was physically abused, tortured and abandoned by his so-called friends, when he hung on the cross, he could have said, enough is enough, I'm God, get me out of here. But he didn't because he loves you. There is nothing that you could face in your life that he cannot meet you in because at Christmas he came as Emmanuel, God with us, in the good and also the bad, in the happy stuff and also the tragically sad stuff, in the joy and the celebration, but also in the pain and the anxiety of everyday life. At Christmas, we celebrate the truth that Jesus came as the Son of God to live a human life so that we can see and know the truth of God's love, concern and care for all humanity 
I wonder how that might change our reaction or response to him. May the knowledge that there is a God in heaven who loves you enough to send heaven's best and comes to you in the person of Jesus truly enhance your joy and give you peace and hope this Christmas time. Before we sing our final carol, we're going to listen to just one more reading. The Word, the Word was first. The Word present to God. God present to the Word. The Word was God, in readiness for God from day one. Everything was created through him. Nothing, not one thing, came into being without him. What came into existence was life. And the life was light to live by. The lifelight blazed out of the darkness. The darkness couldn't put it out. There once was a man, his name John, sent by God to point out the way to the lifelight. He came to show everyone where to look, who to believe in. John was not himself the light. He was there to show the way to the light. The lifelight was the real thing. Every person person entering life he brings into light he was in the world the world was there through him and yet the world didn't even notice he came to his own people but they didn't want him but whoever did want him who believed he was who he claimed and would do what he said he made to be their true selves their child of God selves these are the God begotten. Not blood begotten. Not flesh begotten. Not sex begotten. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We, we saw, saw the, the glory, glory with, our own, with our own eyes. The one of a kind glory. Like father, like son. Generous, inside and out. True from start to finish. Thank you for being with us this evening. All it really leaves me to do is to say a final blessing for all of you as you go from here. So may the joy of the angels, the eagerness of the shepherds, the perseverance of the wise men, the obedience of Joseph and Mary, and the peace of the Christ child be yours this Christmas. And may the blessing of God Almighty the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.